Hi you guys, welcome back to another episode of The Traveler. My name is Adam Lovick. Today, we're going to talk about travel tips. And, and you know, that might sound really general and broad, but I recently kind of discovered, rediscovered, my long ongoing list of travel tips over the years of traveling. And, you know, I've been so fortunate to have some opportunities to travel around the world. And, you know, I've ha- I just feel if, I, if I'm not coming back with value for another traveler, I'm not doing my job working in this industry. And so, so today I come to you with a few general travel tips. And they might sound cliche, but I think these are very relatable from a vacation and business travel perspective. And I, I recently looked up travel tips on Google. You know, various blog posts from guys like Nomadic Matt, you know, travel blogs, you know, a running of a hundred hundred travel tips to consider. And, you know, I, I think a lot of my tips were on his list, but I've kind of consolidated into, you know, 10 or nine or 10. And again, this is a list that has been running, you know, through personal experiences, ones that I felt very valuable and, you know, something that I hope you can relate to and see value in. So, so let's get this started, you guys. Enough jabber. Let's get this started. So for the first tip that I wrote off, and this was, this was actually, I, I know specifically when I wrote this off, this was for my first backpacking trip in Europe. You know, my first ever time in Europe, I've been to other countries prior, but my first time in Europe. And so, you know, and what a rookie traveler may expect is very much a culture shock, but you might be surprised. But my first tip was print off passport. And what I meant by this was build a copy, scan a copy of your passport and print it off. I just really, really felt having a copy of your passport is just important. I mean, you lose it, you lose one, you lose, I mean, you, just have one in separate spot. Don't have them together, obviously. So, so I just think like, it, I mean, it didn't necessarily come in handy, but I felt, you know, I felt like, oh, I got another passport, you know, I, it wasn't less care for my, for my initial, but it was just, I had it and I had that, you know, that baggage. So, so that's my first tip. Second tip is I added on to this tip most recently since getting clear. I've actually had clear for about two years now, but I, uh, so the second one is get TSA pre-check or clear. I think these security memberships are, are, I mean, if you travel more than twice a year, it's worth it. I, I, I especially out of Minneapolis and such a big Delta hub and, and so many travelers out of Minnesota during the uh, winter months, even summer, actually surprising enough. I just think, it, I mean, you just don't have to stress about the long lines. I mean, just get to your gate. I mean, you don't have to mess with anything. TSA pre-check's fabulous. When you combine TSA pre-check and clear, you're probably the most efficient travel at, I mean, possible. So, so consider TSA pre-check very easy to sign up for you sign up for you have to go in for a scanning or a screening and it's very easy. You clear, you can sign up at the airport. Granted, it's a little bit of an more expensive security membership, but it's privately owned and, and, and respectfully. So it should be, uh, you know, TSA pre-check gets a little saturated. The lines have been getting a little longer. So, you know, clear kind of stepped in and built out another, uh, alleyway. So, Clear, uh, clear, and TSA project great to have. Consider them seriously. If you if you travel more than twice or even three times a year, you're you're getting a your bang for your buck. So TSA project clear. Second tip. So the next tip, kind of, uh, and I could probably get a lot of slack for this. Actually, you know, being in the travel agency world, I think I might get a little slack for this. But I truly think, and I've seen it work. I've seen like these timeframes work. This has to do with booking travel. So. 
you know, people will say and people have like their own opinions with this. But for me, internationally, when booking travel, three to five months in advance is always a good window. Three to five months for international and for domestic, three weeks in advance. And, and, and I will get slack on this. I actually know I will. So, but the thing is, I mean, yeah, booking early is great and it's great, but you got to kind of find this pocket and people always think that they're going to beat the airline system and it, it, it all comes down to a supply and demand game. But I mean, three to five months in advance prior to an international trip gives you enough cushion and it, and it puts you in a little bit of a pocket for pricing. I mean, even domestic three weeks is a, is a good enough time frame. I mean, you can go further out, but three weeks, I mean, any closer in is obviously probably not the best time. So just consider that. Another just random tip that I've jotted down here, but here comes a big one, guys, for me. You know, working the travel agency, uh, as I mentioned, travel insurance is such a big pushed thing. And, you know, being a 25-year-old, not many 25-year-olds consider travel insurance too stubborn maybe. And and I think that might be applicable to even baby boomers, you stubborn people. I just think, you know, travel insurance is something that everyone could have and might even I could even say should have. Uh you know, if you do only one thing before you leave, make it getting travel insurance. I mean, there's just too many horror stories of travelers injuring themselves and, you know, remote places or, you know, ending up in hundreds of thousands of dollars worth in debt. Uh, like if you don't think it, it won't happen to you because, you know, I mean, let me just, these travelers probably thought the same thing. So, so I don't know. I mean, just be cautious of this and like have some kind of, you know, advocacy when, when traveling, you just never know. I mean, you really just never know. And it's very cheap. I mean, it's cheaper than, than one might think. I mean, there's various, you know, plans and of that nature, but I just think consider it. Open your mind to travel insurance. You just never know. So that is my other tip. Uh, my next tip, I know the exact moment I wrote this, which is phenomenal. Standing under the Eiffel Tower in Paris and, and I said, pre-book tickets for attractions. And I put nine exclamation points after it. So, so I mean, pre-booking them and booking them online are sometimes cheaper. You don't have to wait in lines while you're there. You guys will never, I mean, if you've never been to Paris at the Eiffel Tower, like they shut that thing down because it gets so busy. So pre-book them. I mean, I mean the Louvre, you know, Eiffel Tower, for example, if you want to go in it, the Louvre, of course, these are both things that you can book prior. And I mean, when I was in Egypt, like the tombs, I mean, those are things you could book prior. So having your ticket, just having, you know, if you're going to do it, why not just be most prepared, you know? So those are the things to consider when, you know, thinking about tours and excursions. So another one, uh, and this happened to me while I was in Iceland, mark your travel dates with your bank. And you can do this online. At least with Wells Fargo, I can do this online. You can mark your travel dates so they don't kind of put any, you know, blockage or, or cancel your card or, or put a, um, a stop on it due to like, suspicious spend. So, so when I spent something in Iceland, they actually put a block on it because I didn't put my dates in correctly. I just think like, why not? I mean, again, these tips are very like cautious tips and just to be most prepared. I just think these are valuable. Like just mark your travel dates with your bank online. You don't have to worry about it. So consider that it's very easy. You can do it on Wells Fargo. I'm not sure if you can do it on other banks. I'm sure you can, or if not, just call them. It's very easy guys, very simple task and to avoid any disruptions. So another one, I, I, I did this actually, as I just mentioned in e Egypt and you guys, let me tell you, I've had, I've had so many great opportunities to travel and I'm so fortunate for it. And, and, and I, I remember writing this one down 
was because I was very unfamiliar with exchanging money, to be honest. Like I've traveled to, I've traveled quite a bit, you know, more than the average person. And I was, I would just never exchange money. I just think because, you know, debit cards, most people take them, um, check cards. And so I just never really worried about having cash. I mean, places in Mexico, I think you have to have cash, but you can have American cash. You can have US dollars. So, I mean, for tips and, and stuff of that nature. So that's crucial. But here's my tip on exchanging money. Don't exchange money at the airport. I mean, avoid it at all costs. It's where you're getting the worst exchange rates. Like that is a very rookie move. I was told this. I mean, how, uh, why do you think that exchanging money at the airport is a good idea? I was like, where else am I going to do it? And they said your bank. And, and if you want to get money at your bank, you have to call in prior in most cases, like getting dinar or, um, uh, you know, currency of that nature. You have to call in so they can order it. You know, I don't know how the banks work, but if you want to exchange money, at all costs, avoid the airport you, because you're going to get it, the worst exchange rates and probably a handling fee or something of that nature. So on to the next tip, bring plastic bags and... Uh, so actually, this is various tips as I'm looking through this. I'm, I'm just reading through this note sheet, guys. I have a few like travel essentials and I have an episode on this actually because plastic is becoming a um, you know kind of a no-no. Uh, totally okay. I mean, that's totally understandable. I understand the effects and, you know, it's flooding our beaches of that stuff. But I think, you know, that's single use plastic. And if you can just use your plastic bags responsibly and not litter and, you know, just use it more than once. Uh, I think this is an okay thing to bring. I just think plastic bags are like crucial to have. You just never know when, you know, something could go in it like a toothbrush or, you know, maybe even sand. Like I'd, I had plastic bags on me and like sand really came in handy. So, so that's a great thing to have a, a power strip. I think charging, you know, everyone has electronics nowadays. I think like just having the guy, the power strip, you're the plug, you know what I mean? So having the power strip is big and then obviously a water bottle. So these are just kind of various things that I wrote down. You get it, you kind of get it. My last tip that I have on here, so I don't know if that was quite 10, it was probably about six or what is that? Like, it's about eight. So this is my eighth one, eighth travel tip. And I know we're sitting at about 11 minutes right now and I want to make this really fast, but this is kind of a crucial one in my mind. It was when we were on the Omafi coast and we did a cooking class and, and to be honest, as beautiful as this place is, you guys, I think that was my most memorable moment. I think the cooking class was it. It was just so cool to be there in like a kitchen. You felt so like homey and like you were hanging out with this Italian woman and she was, you know, showing you how to cook and, and, and make noodles. And there's just so, I, I, I really think there's so much value in that, not only from like a memory maker standpoint, but also like, wow, I've learned how to, how to, you know, cut noodles and, 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 and knead the dough, um, yeah, I might not even be saying that correctly, but I just think from a memory standpoint, it's very, very, very cool. One of my favorite memories. I think classes in general, like surfing classes in Costa Rica, that was another very memorable moment. We built violins, wooden violins in Germany. I think that's what they're called. Um, I just think the most beneficial and memorable times are the ones that we learned something from a local, you know, regarding the customs and traditions within that culture we were in. So, so just consider it, just be open-minded about like 
quote unquote tours. There's such like a like a stigma around that word or like excursions. Like you don't have to be, you know, don't avoid it. Like open your mind to it. Try it before you you you, you turn your back. Any kind of classes for that matter. Spend your time with a local, someone that knows the area, someone that knows the traditions and customs and food and music. I just think that's that's how you learn. That's how you become a more knowledgeable traveler and just consider it next time you're in a foreign country. So guys, that kind of wraps up my travel tips. Like I said, I kind of want to just go through this archive of notes that I've written down over the course of the last edit on this was in 2018, 2019, but I remember building this in like 2015, which was my first time in Europe. So four years ago, it's been kind of a running list here. So consider these tips, uh, open your mind, and I hope it was valuable for you. I really do. I hope this kind of pays off and you know, it's paid off in my past experiences, so I really, really, you guys, I, I really mean this. I, I, I really appreciate you listening in on this podcast. I mean, I'm just sitting here on a couch. I had, you know, 20 minutes to spare. We're at the 14 minute mark. I just had 20 minutes to spare. I just kind of wanted to tell you about this. I mean, I think, you know, why am I writing this down? I already know this stuff. I want to share it with you. So how do, how do you best prepare for your travel? I mean, you just hear from people that have traveled and not that I'm the expert on travel, but just I've written these things down over the course of my experiences traveling, uh, you know, wherever you're listening. Listening. I really do appreciate you guys tuning into these episodes. I have no idea what the heck I'm doing. I really enjoy kind of communicating this way and sharing my knowledge and 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 value that I have and my past experiences. So thank you. Thank you so much for listening to The Traveler. I'm your host, Adam Lovick. Thank you so much.